Hello and welcome to Fanby Daily for Friday, August 14th, 2020. We made it. We made it to Friday. No more days, but today. 525,600 gamers. 525,000 gamers at rest. Hi, I'm your host, editor-at-large for Fanby.com, John Warren, and I'm here to take you through the news in games entertainment in less than 10 minutes. We reported at length yesterday about Epic's shot across Apple and Google's bow by offering lower prices for Fortnite V-Bucks through their own payment channels. That move got one of the most popular games in the world taken off the Apple App Store and Google Play. Epic's extremely coordinated marketing campaign powering the move was accompanied by the company filing suit for injunctive relief against Apple yesterday. Later in the day, Epic also filed suit against Google for the same claim of monopolistic practices. In contrast to Epic's suit against Apple, which used theatrical language to evoke Apple's famous 1984 Mac commercial, Epic's suit against Google is a bit less dramatic, but more or less the same. There's no analogous television ad Epic can parody in the case of Google. Not to be outdone, Coral Castle, Inc., a rock garden and museum located in Miami, Florida, has filed suit against Epic for use of the name Coral Castle in the latest season of Fortnite. The Fortnite version is basically Atlantis and has been used to promote the Aquaman skin from Season 3. The folks who run the real-life Coral Castle are citing both trademark and Florida's deceptive and unfair trade practice laws as the reasons behind the suit. They're suing for monetary damages associated with the confusion. Maybe Coral Castles will give Epic a 20% discount on a settlement if they pay in cash. Another Ubisoft executive has been dismissed from the embattled company amid allegations of sexual misconduct. This time, it's Ashraf Ismail, creative director for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, getting the axe, no pun intended. Ismail left the post in June after his main accuser got traction on Twitter for posting evidence he was pursuing relationships outside of his marriage with fans. In a company-wide email obtained by Kotaku, Ubisoft said, quote, Following an investigation by an external firm, it was determined that Ashraf's employment with Ubisoft had to be terminated. We cannot provide any details about this confidential investigation. End quote. Ismail had, be, uh, had been with Ubisoft for just over a decade and served as the game director for Assassin's Creed Origins. Ismail is just the latest in a growing list of men under intense scrutiny for a pattern of sexist and predatory behavior, obviously impacting people outside of Ubisoft, but also inside, affecting everything from job promotions to creative decisions. Ahead of their Fandom event, DC posted a list of events uh, and panels set for the show. Uh, through this, we have a full name of Rocksteady's latest game, and it's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. The game will get a 20-minute reveal on Saturday, August 22nd, at 5.10 p.m. Pacific, in a panel hosted by the sometimes voice of Batman and current Reese's not-sorry guy, Will Arnett. <laughs> Fandom's entire schedule was released today, so let's look at some highlights. If you're interested in DC-based films, be right uh, be right there at the start uh, for a look at Wonder Woman 1984 at 10 a.m. Pacific on Saturday. Uh, at noon on Saturday, there will be a panel on James Gunn's The Suicide Squad film. A Snyder Cut panel at 2.45 p.m. is followed immediately by a Black Adam panel at 3.10. If you recall, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is heavily involved with that one. There's a Shazam panel at 4.35. And finally, you'll probably want to stick around after the Kill the Justice League reveal for a look at Robert Pattinson's The Batman at 5.30.
If you're bummed by the rumor that the Suicide Squad game is a service game and not a traditional Arkham game, consider the 10.30 AM panel currently labeled Warner Brothers Games Montreal announcement. We may get some info about the rumored Court of Owls Raz Al Ghul Batman game that has been teased for quite a while. It could be something totally different though, who knows? Uh, Fandom will take place roughly two weeks after DC was gutted by Warner Media with editing staff laid off and their merchandising wing shuttered completely. That could cast a pall over the proceedings, but it sounds like a lot is on deck even if the sky is falling. A LinkedIn post suggests uh, the previously released Killer7 remaster from Suda51 is going to be making its way to Nintendo Switch two years after its PC launch. A software engineer for the PC release recently added Switch to the description of their work, but nothing has been confirmed from Suda51 or from PC publisher NIS America. The shooter follows an elderly protagonist and his multiple personalities as a group of assassins known as the Killer Seven as they try to stop a deadly virus from spreading across the world. We'll keep an eye on this for confirmation from any other source. EA recently announced their subscription service Origin Access would be coming to Steam, which allows users to pay one monthly or yearly price for access to a wide library of games under EA's umbrella. Origin is the name of EA's own storefront, which currently has less market share of PC than either Steam or Epic Games Store. With more of its services and pub uh, products appearing on Steam, EA is changing the name of Origin Access to EA Play. EA Play's normal tier will continue to be $4.99 per month or $29.99 per year. Origin Access Premier is the higher tier of the service currently offered at $14.99 per month or $99.99 per year. Both tiers give players earlier access to new games and discounts, but the higher tier allows unlimited early access to those games instead of a 10-hour hard limit, as well as extra content for EA games at no extra cost. This tier will now be known as EA Play, EA Play Pro. The subscription service allows access to over 100 EA games, and EA Play Pro grants access to an expanded vault of content. This rebrand will take place uh, on Tuesday, August 18th. Finally, Respawn showed a bit of what we can expect from Season 6 of Apex Legends with some map changes for the world's edge. Uh, we also saw a bit of how uh, crafting will work and aspects of new character Rampart's skill set, including footage of her building cover with mounted turrets her teammates can use. Season 6 of Apex Legends will drop at 10pm Pacific on August 17th. Why that weird time? To ease server strain, according to Respawn. If you're on the East Coast, plan to stay up late or play it in the morning. That is it for Fan by Daily for the week. I will be back bright and early on Monday morning to recap the weekend. Until then, be good and go listen to all of our podcasts at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. Bye.